Yeah. Up, I see the little recording. John, we're still, we're still on the Zoom. It's happening. It is absolutely. Uh, hello, and welcome to Nick and Doug's Sound Explosion, a pure podcast for now people. Today is May 15, 2021, and this is episode number. Oof, I was doing pretty, I was pretty close. I was only like one off the last few times. I'm going to go with 28. Oh, you were on such a streak. Nope, 30, baby. Really? Yeah. Wow. And okay. they said it wouldn't last. I think when we met with the producers, they said five, six episodes tops. Yeah, we showed them. Yeah, exactly. 30. With, well, which, we showed them if they were looking, if someone well, was looking. Well, sure. Yes. I mean, it's there for them if they sure. want to see it. Sure. Uh, we're only 570 shows behind James Van Osdell's Car Con Carne. Um, so we're getting there. Yeah. He just, and I know this because he just did his 600th episode, like a seven hour live uh podcast seven hour it may not have been seven hours but it was over five i think i was on like at hour like in the fifth hour and there was still people right, to well go. jvo I'm, I'm surprised i didn't get the call but congratulations there here we go uh, uh in, we have- in our defense we also haven't had uh the waco brothers or uh smoking popes on our show so <laughs> there's that not for lack of trying Mm-hmm. Or no, I think it's exactly for lack of trying, yeah, if right. I'm not mistaken. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, we no haven't offense done to Tracy and John Langford. None whatsoever. We haven't done a show in uh, three months. And I believe our listener, Kevin, gave us a little a little poke. A little yeah, it's good. Thank you, Kevin, shot. for getting us yes. back at the program. Has it really been three? Yeah, it's a long time. Yeah, it's February. too long. Yeah. Too long. Too, uh, America needs, yeah. uh, America demands. Well, Kevin demands. Yes. America could, doesn't care. The one thing we are, I believe we are lacking in this world is podcasts. Yeah. So we're here to fill that void. Uh, do you listen to many? None. <laughs> I listen I, to a couple. I, I should. I I've find... also tried to listen to a bunch and many of them, like, I guess like a lot of things are terrible. Yeah. It's, I, I don't, I, I'm not. It's one of those things I, I, I like, like most things. I just need to get into the habit of doing it. But do I know? don't know if I can do it where I find myself that if, I ha- if I'm listening to that, I can't do something else. Oh, interesting. Like, like even if it's like I'm even cooking, I, and I don't, I find myself even music, I'll put music on, but not always. There are times I just like to hear nothing or hear the sounds of, of cooking. So, and the idea of just sitting and listening to the podcast, I don't know. You might be 20 years too young to do that. Yeah. It just might be a thing where it's just, I'm just not cut out yeah, for it's it. Entirely. That's valid. Yeah. And yet. I do one. Well, every okay. three months, apparently, but sure. still. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I th- I'm trying to think the last one I tried to listen to was like the West Wing one, like five years ago or whenever that was, where they did every episode. They talked about each episode. And even that, I've got like, I couldn't make I'd three, just rather three watch episodes. an episode. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, this is the podcast where Nick and I, yes, that means I'm Doug, talk about the issues. And when I say the issues, I, of course, mean the topics. Yeah. As always, we like to start things off with the Columbia University in the City of New York sports update. You know, I was thinking about eliminating this, you know, because we've done it for, well, 30 episodes now. This Except, segment or just the theme song for it? <laughs> no, the segment, but I love the theme song. Sure, so okay. that's <laughs> why I'm keeping it going. Yeah. You ready? This is this is maybe one of my favorite uh, uh, headlines in a while. Okay. Pair of lightweight rowers aim to qualify for Tokyo. Hang on. Pair of lightweight what? Rowers. Rowers. Aim to qualify for Tokyo. Wow. Yeah. Columbia. It's exciting. Yeah. Columbia lightweight rowing alumnus Jacob, J-A-K-U-B, Buchek. They have him listed as 15 CC Columbia College and Alexandros Zismidis, 
No, I don't know if he went to Columbia, but it says pair of Columbia rower. So I'm very confused. Wait, so is lightweight rowing its own? Is that a thing? The the term lightweight rowing is that uh, like apparently, its own sport that's different yeah. than rowing? Maybe it only yeah. involves a, a maybe it's because it's a two man. Sounds like it. Thing more than I, I would assume, or two person. Two I'm person. Sorry. Uh, they're each looking to qualify. Well, each will look to qualify for the Olympics at the final qualification regatta taking place. You get one guess. Also, I just want to before we before I guess, yes. um, I'm going to start using qualification regatta in other settings. <laughs> I have no problem. Oh, like like when we're deciding like who's going to come over for a barbecue, like we're going to have a qualification regatta. I I think. As long as you want to re- avoid the repechage rounds, we'll oh. get to that. By the way, yeah, that sounds painful. Yeah, um, which is where part of the qualification. Happen? Yes, you get one guess. Well, you get as many guesses as you like, but take a shot. Uh, the East River. You're so close. Okay, let me try Lucerne, one other one. Is, oh, I'm sorry, Lucerne, Switzerland. Oh, yeah. Have you ever been to Switzerland? I have not. Me neither. It's not on my list of places. I mean, I'd go, but I, it's not anywhere that I'm like, wow, I really want to go to Switzerland. I wouldn't throw it out of uh, the option for eating Biscoff crackers, but I don't know if I... Um, or cheese. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, it seems like it's probably scenic. I'm I sure. know some people who are anti-Swiss, um, and I'm starting to see their point. Is. <laughs> But because I, uh, from the because of the I'm assuming the people and or culture, not the actual, or is it the country or like politically? Yeah, I think it's the whole like uh, we're neutral and stuff yeah, while we're yeah, in whatever my ass. Nazi gold stuff like. But I exactly. think um, it seems yeah, I, I it's not like high on my list, but it's definitely a place I would be interested to see. Like, I'm, you know, whatever I'm judging from like postcards and like a no, James Bond movie or something exactly, like that, but exactly. it does seem like there's some nice scenery and that's appealing. Yeah, I agree. And it's, it's probably, you get the sense it's, it's one of those places that, you know, getting from a to B is incredibly efficient. Yes, You're not I wasting any right. time to get to, you know, the next area. The hobby master lived in Switzerland for a short time, like six months really? or something. And, um, cause Mrs. The master was there for work and they lived in maybe in Bern or something. Okay. And they, like he was saying like the main, like the train station in town was like two blocks from their apartment. So basically like they could just like walk out of their apartment with a backpack, like walk two blocks down the street. And then like you're in France or you're in right. wherever, right? You're somewhere. Right. It's Italy. basically, you're somewhere exactly. Cool. Exactly. And that train will be there when, you know, it says it's going yeah, to be there. And it's like an hour and a half or whatever it is. Right. So that seems pretty cool. Yeah. That part. Right. It's like being like living near O'Hare. Like you can sure. get other places really quickly. Right. Except it's not that. O'Hare. Right. Well, there's also that. Right. Uh, by the way, the race is, uh, oh, we missed the first race because it's 4 a.m. Eastern time today. Okay. 5, 17, 6 a.m. Oh, we're, they, we should have the results. I wonder if it's going to be chilly there for rowing at this time of year. I mean, no, but a- they've been rowing out like the high school students on the Chicago River in front of my house for a couple of months now, and there are wow. a few mornings there. I like, guess once you get right, once you get cooking, you're yeah fine. I mean, it might actually be better than doing it like one of those things like marathon running. Yeah. You don't want it to be super hot, like yeah. eighty degrees. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this this. Simidus hails from Cyprus. Sure. Uh, he's competing in the men's single skulls. I'm also the name of your uh, motorcycle gang, I think. Right? <laughs> exactly. He'll be looking to punch his ticket to Tokyo. <laughs> is that even a thing anymore? Does anyone punch a ticket? I don't. People don't well, or is it like dialing your phone? Like right. you say, I'll dial the phone. You punch the ticket. Right. Yeah, I don't think it's uh, like you know, that, in a, that, in a, that in a token gets me on the subway. Huh? That's right. Uh, check he calls Canada home. Hmm. I, like, uh, I like that expression. Yes. I call that right. I call, I call the Gambia home. Exactly. I'm not from there, no, uh, but no. I call it home. 
but a top three finish will allow his crew to avoid the repechage rounds. I had to look that up. Well, I, I, yeah, I need it explained to me, please. Uh, apparently, as far as I could tell, it's if you fail to qualify, but by a small margin, you can qualify to go to the next round. And I don't know if what the other fa- So hang on. I'm having me back so up. If you, yeah, you yeah, I didn't qualify, that but I'm close. You fail to qualify, but, but, by uh, sm- okay. but by a small margin. So then you get like another chance at it? It, it did. I, <sighs> okay. That would, be my, I, that would be my guess. Okay. Sort of like, you know, it's, it's, well, you lost, but here's a shot. If you win this, you can come back in. Okay. That's my guess. This but next is like uh, some teachers in high school and college, right? Giving you another crack at it. Like, sure. You botch the test, but you're probably should be, you know, a yeah. A minus student. So why don't I just give you this other way to make yeah. me feel good about giving you an A anyway? Exactly. That seems fair. Uh, but we'll, we should, we could know now what the okay. results were, but you know, we'll, we're going to let that hang. Uh, how do you spell that word, décolletage or whatever that is? Like, what? How do you, you spell would, that? Décolletage actually, truly, one of my favorite words. Yeah. Uh, and nouns. R e p e c h a g e. Repechage. 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 That's a hard word to say, too. I mean, it is. We always follow our repechage with the Jewish joke of the show, punchline only. Best. You ready? I am. Now let him worry. You get some sleep. <laughs> That's nice. I haven't heard that one before. I had not. This one is a recent one I heard. And it's like, it's, it's not one of my favorite jokes, but I like the punchline. Yeah, that's good. Well, yeah. All right. You ready for a little chit chat? Uh, yeah, are we not? <laughs> I'm not sure how that differs from what's been happening so far. You know, this okay. is this is how it works. Okay, yeah. All right, here's a topic you may not be a, a fan of or familiar of, but I'm sure you've heard of it. But I, I have to say I was oddly intrigued this year. Could be pandemic-induced, could be the time, could be... There are many factors. Yep. The NFL draft. Oh, yeah, right. You were into this. You and my brother watched it or whatever. A couple of weeks ago, couldn't get enough of mock drafts to the point where I was just making fun of mock drafts. Sure. You're mocking them? One might say. Mm -hmm. It, I found it to be fascinating for, for a variety of reasons. Yeah. And I think the main reason I distilled this down, what I loved about it. Yeah. Is it the amount of resources, attention, TV time, mm-hmm. the money generated, all of the grading, all of the filming, all of the right. experts weighing in, and we really won't know for five years right. how it turns out. Right. Have this thing, people agree, oh, the bear's got an A. Well, Maybe. Right. Or I not. mean, it seems that way, but it's it's just as likely for it to be an F in five years as it is an A. Yeah. So I think they should, someone should produce a show where they do like a rolling like five-year follow-up, right? Where you go back and you like say, okay, here's the, what year is this, 2021? Here's a 2016 right. draft and let's yep. follow up on what happened with these cats. Right. Exactly. And they do that once in a while, like, hey, if we redrafted, you know, what would it sure. be if we knew then? But but it amazes me. I'm not sure of how really how many other, either whether it's industries or events, yeah. where you have so many experts weighing in. You have so right. much time spent analyzing, dissecting, running numbers, everything. You still don't know. Well, yeah, it's pretty interesting. I think that uh, I remember you saying recently, and I've thought about it a bunch of times, where you said that you thought that 
NBA had the best off season, right? And that like it yes. was better than the actual season. Like it's, it's more fun far and away. Yeah. Talk and stuff like that. Yep. And, um, it really is interesting because it is, it's, I mean, I don't really know anything about the NFL draft or whatever, but I can, I can see where even if you're not that into the games and stuff, it would be interesting. Like, I think there's this whole, I think it's more so than when we were kids. Cause I feel like when we were young, like you didn't know who the general manager or the, whatever the <laughs> head of recruiting was like for teams or whatever. You just knew, you knew the coach and right. the players. Right. right. But now there's this whole, I think it's, you know, probably the advent of sports radio and ESPN network and stuff like that. Like there's totally. a lot more, um, uh, like sort of inside baseball, right? Like the mechanics of the business of the thing, just like every business, right? Like, yes. Like before, like when we were kids, like you would go see movies and there were movie stars and there were people in the movies and maybe you knew the director and then you saw the movie. And now like those magazines are just about like, Oh, this producer is attached to this project and he used on this other thing. And like, who cares? But people do care. Right. There's also this, um, I think, there's, it reminds me when you were talking about the the NFL thing that it reminds me a little bit, and I'm sure this is true of a lot of different fields of endeavor, but there's like, like I think about like um, music gear and guitar stuff, right? I'm, I don't really like see too much of this stuff, but there's these, um, you know, forums on the internet and so forth. And there's obviously, um, I'm sure there's podcasts and YouTube videos and blah, 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 dedicated to people talking about, different equipment or how so-and-so got this sound and blah, blah, blah. And there's tons, the, the percentage of people who have no direct experience, but are willing to weigh in as an expert, you know, like you'll see someone does a demo of a certain amplifier on the video and they'll be like, well, I've never played one, but I, I think they're probably, they sound too bright. Um, and you probably want to go with this kind of tube in there and like all that kind of stuff. I think there's a whole, right. there's like some kind of, um, tendency in like human beings to want to like, just sit around and sort of chew the fat about stuff. And this seems like great kind of like the NFL is like particularly, um, sort of good fodder for that, you know? Absolutely, and especially the the draft because, like our like especially sports in general, like arguing about sports, you know, people have, and certainly I do, like a, an allegiance to a team, and sure. so there is sort of an emotional attachment yeah. to it. There is, I mean, I find huge enjoyment in watching a game and watching sports, and. It's a great thing to argue about because it's meaningless. We have right. no idea is it, you know, and, and how quickly your viewpoint and mood can change. Yes. On a team based on this, like in two seconds, I went from the bear, like sort of not dreading the upcoming season, but thinking, eh, this is just going to be like, you know, I'll watch the games, but right. I'm not setting aside time to instantaneously whoa with a trade and a draft of some of this 21 year old or 22 year old kid right like all of a sudden it's like well now i have a completely different viewpoint right going into into you know september into the right. season and it is i i just found myself just sort of fascinated by that yeah you know, kind of that change and how things can change so quickly. Yeah. You know, here, the, the general manager, everybody once fired, like, right. cause he botched, you know, three years ago or four years ago, this move, all of a sudden now it's like, well, now it's fine. Cause that was a great move. Yeah. I also think that particular, I mean, s- sort of in general, but specifically, I think, um, regarding things like the draft, um, it's great because it's sort of, it's infinite fodder because it's an unwinnable argument or discussion, right? Like you, there is no answer and there's you can't, no answer. Right? That's right. Whereas if you say like, who's going to win, you know, who, who won last weekend, the bears or the Buffalo bills, like there's an answer to that. Correct. You can argue a little about whether, what should have happened or why or whatever, but Right. It's basically, it's over. It's done. There's an answer. And this stuff, there's no answer, right? You can argue forever about who, how someone's going to play out. 
and so it's great, right? So you can have like you kind of to your point, right? You can have an infinite number of um, experts and and whatnot, yep. and you can talk about it indefinitely. Yeah, exactly. And it's also really interesting, and it, and it reminded me, I think it was like two or three years ago, Joe Madden, when he was managing the Cubs. Yeah. Remember when the Cubs like had these glory days, and they were the young team, and they were just sure. going to win seven or eight World Series? Right. It's right. so long ago. Uh, but when he was managing, there were like a decision or two, like a game-time decision, whether a guy should try to steal or a bunt, whatever. Right. And his argument was, and it was really interesting, he goes, you know, you can't look at it as a results based yes argument right because and it's one of those things and then like i sort of knew that inherently but had never really sort of put like like actual like a definition to it yeah the idea that okay he got and, and the, the line is so incredibly fine sure you know a guy gets thrown out you know at second base stealing a base well they shouldn't have sent him it's like yeah, but if he had got there, a, you know, a quarter yes, of a second right. earlier, right. then it's a great move. Well, this is like, this second. is the great thing. Um, and this is more of a modern style sports announcing and analysis thing is like when they're like, oh, the pitcher got him to fly out. Like the guy hits a fly ball to the warning track that's two right. feet from being a home run. And if it wasn't for just a little bit of wind, that ball would be out of the that's park. Right. And they're like, great job by the pitcher. He got him to fly out. You mean he let him hammer a ball all the way to the outfield wall? Like, and if it had gone of two, three right. feet to the right. Exactly. It would have been would out. Have gone over the, st- over the wall. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And then would you be saying, like, though, that was a great, it was a great performance by the pitcher, right? Great. Great yeah. move because you got him to, you know, I, I agree. And it's, I think it's a very, um, and this is sort of, I think on brand for Joe Madden, but it's a very, um, you know, it's sort of a very Zen approach and, a and, uh, you know, whatever cognitive behavioral therapy or stuff like that. Like, it's like, you know, you, you can control your, you know, your inputs and your actions and just because something doesn't, just because the result comes out the wrong way, doesn't mean that the decision was bad. Right? Exactly because right. Even good decisions are not going to 100% of the time lead to the desired or the best outcome, but that doesn't make it a bad decision, right? Correct. Now, like you could put on your bike helmet and your bike helmet could end up being the cause of your death on a bike thing, right? Like you're you could get hit by a car and the bike helmet lands in such a way that it slits your throat and then you're dead, right? Does that mean it was a bad idea for you to, a bad decision for you to wear your bike helmet when you went out? It, it's not. Right. Having said that, but there are bad decisions. Not wearing your of bike helmet course there are. would okay. have been a bad decision. Drafting a, Ever drafting a kicker in the right. NFL draft is a bad decision. Of course. And there's yes. bad, right? There's bad, right. totally, right? And there's yeah. And there's bad decisions that, end up leading to a good result. Correct. That doesn't mean it was a good, this doesn't mean it was actually a good decision. There's still a bad That's decision, right. right? That's right. Um, yeah, now, it's, it's really having good. said that the bears got an a plus in my book for their, for their draft. And what did they do? They get a quarterback. So they drafted who I think was the second best quarterback, by the way, based on just reading other analyses, and sure. looking at records. I, I don't watch hardly any college football. I, probably saw one game that this guy played as well as one game that the the guy who went first overall played and no games like the three quarterbacks chosen or four quarterbacks three other quarterbacks chosen before okay uh him there just about uh but it's what but it is i give him credit you know my philosophy with the draft is you just draft offensive linemen because that's the ball game. And they, they drafted two. The, the second they drafted a quarterback first and then two offensive linemen after that. And I was like, okay. I'm happy with, with what they did there. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think these were smart decisions. They looked at what they needed. They looked at how they were going to win games. Yeah. And, you know, the two most, in, uh, for me, at least in football, the two most important areas are quarterback and offensive line. Right. And that's what they addressed. Yeah. So I can't fault them for that. It is now, of course, now the fun starts is like, well, when does this quarterback start? You know, and what game and everybody weighing in on that. It's 
uh, as always, there the the you know the the off season and the season are two completely different things, mm-hmm. two completely different mindsets, and they're both great. That is except great. in the NBA where the off season is great and the the actual season is couldn't be more boring. Right. I'm I'm sad to say. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Okay. All right. Ready for the next topic? Yeah. Switching slightly, switching gears. Okay. Next summer, summer of 2022. Yes. How different, and in what way do you think it will be from the summer of 2019 before the pan the summer oh, before yeah. the pandemic? Yeah, it's a good question. I'm not optimistic. In what way? What do you think is going to? I happen? think it'll just go back to the <laughs> to the way we were before, and a lot of these. There may be slightly different. By the mindsets. way, some people would say that is the optimistic view, but go ahead. <laughs> right. I uh, yes. It to me it, the closest thing I can you know compare this to in my lifetime is nine eleven. And I had an argument with someone who, and, and she said, "Oh, this is going to change a lot of things and the way things work and the way things happen." And I was like, "No, they won't." And I think I was right. I think you have to take off your shoes now before you get on a plane. That seems to be it as far as any real sea change in, in culture. Uh, I, yeah. I don't know if there will be right. I think, how, how much things will, will change in the well, long The other question is, like, how much do they need to, which is also a could be applied to the whole 9-11 thing too. Yeah, right? That's I mean, absolutely true right? as well. Like airport security is mostly theater and it's, Correct. that's more elaborate. And then you have like some, you know, office buildings. Now you have to like show an ID. They've hired more security. It's created security jobs at office buildings in big cities. Correct. Other and cooler that, like elevators. I will say that I'm still, you know, not working downtown, not going into buildings. So, so incredibly rarely, like the, I was amazed and this is, well, this is a couple of years ago, I guess now, where, oh, they're, you know, at a meeting like on the 28th floor. Oh, take elevator G. Right. And it just opens up and you, there are no buttons. Right. It opens up, you walk in and it, there's no, you don't hit 31 sure. or whatever. It ends sure. up there because someone else is controlling it. Yeah. I mean, I think that, you know, there's there were a couple changes there and, and most of them were kind of like superficial and not very useful. Um, Correct. There's probably a few things like now they probably do, you know, if you rent a car, check some database to see if you're on it or whatever. I mean, there's some stuff, right, that's that's going on. But like day to day, not that much. But I think the question is, I mean, to me, like I said, the question is like what really needs to change and like what needed to change you know, I would argue that with the, the security stuff, nine eleven, like a lot of that didn't either needed to change anyway, or didn't need to change because of that, and isn't wasn't really addressing whatever the quote unquote problems were. And the you know right. a lot of the security stuff is is just theater; it's not really effective and and correct and shown to be ineffective and and stuff. So then I think with this, it's like, well, I don't know. Like, I mean, if people get vaccinated against this particular disease and then this disease is not an issue, then like what, what does need to change anything? I mean, the thing is like in 2019 and before, you know, we had like yearly, like there's always viruses going around, right? There's a yearly flu and it would kill, I don't know, 50 to a hundred thousand people in a year, at least in America or whatever it was. Like there was like, you know, people die from the flu every year. Exactly. So what's been really interesting with because of social distancing and mask wearing is incidence of the flu dropped dramatically sure. this year. Well, I mean, Almost this like thing, insignificant. Right? Like, I mean, yeah. That's the thing with getting sick from anything beforehand. It was mostly like, are you around people? Are, do you wash your hands? Right. right. Like what's, um, and if you're not around people, you wash your hands, your chances of getting sick are probably pretty low, right? And so Correct. I think the thing is like, you know, how much of a threat will this kind of really aggressive uh, and, you know, kind of higher stakes illness be? And if it's not that much of a, you know, 
I don't know. Then, then yes, we could all be like super, super conscientious and wear masks forever so that none of us ever get anything. Right. But we could have done that before too. And like we overall as a population, we're like, yeah, we're not doing that stuff. Right. We're comfortable with the numbers and like, we're okay with 50,000 people dying a year from the flu. And that's like just part of life. Do you think that it, where it strikes me and when I was thinking about this and what sort of spurred this on and a lot of articles and so forth and, and, you know, my business, like in restaurants, right? Like, will there be this big change? And I kept thinking, yes, there will, the, you know, the dynamics and the business model. And then the more I started thinking about it, I was like, no, mm, no it won't. No, the business model was moving in a direction because of, I think the economics, right? Like, Nobody right. was like, hey, let's put all these tables, jam them together and have people eat at a communal table because that's like the greatest concept in a dining experience. It oh, was because right. that's how you make more money with a limited <laughs> space in a restaurant. Right? Exactly. The publican's not doing that because they sat in some kind of like uh, salon and thought about what the greatest experience was. They put you at a big table because they're like, we can fit 200 people at this table at lunchtime and we can turn it twice and that's X dollars. Right. It'll be interesting to see how <sighs> that's part of it, but also the actual staffing, like how people get paid, how it does tipping go away. Does why would tipping go away? See, I think it should, but why would it like, why would that have anything to do with the, because pandemic? then they can build in the cost into the menu and pay people what but they should be. Does that relate? I, I mean, I, I'm not disagreeing that that's not a good idea. I'm just saying like, is that I double negative dust there, but like, is it, yeah. are you saying that that has anything to do with this sort of like pandemic and health stuff or just, yes. In the sense, if you're going to go sort of this, some of it has to do with the, the pure now, like cashless, cashless, touchless yeah. idea. I think that it's obviously if you just tap your phone and you're not figuring out a tip or not adding or things comes up, it's that much cleaner, quicker is part of it. I think that if you sort of change the dynamic to, I think because of the pandemic, there's been a lot of uh, focus or a spotlight on the disparities in pay in the restaurant business mm. and what a poor business model it is. And one right. of the easiest ways to kind of level the playing field and make it just fairer in general is to eliminate tipping. That would do it and pay people as you would any other industry. Right. Here's the cost. You know, people are going to, people will still be servers and so sure. forth if it's a job where you know the the and not to be rude but but it is plain facts if it's a job where the you know uh uh let's say latinx gentleman is going to be paid the same as the young blonde white woman because they're not now Right. Flat out, that's just, and that's just statistics. That's not right. anecdotal. That's stat, you know. But if they're paid the same, it's like, well, then you're, it's going to be just a better, fairer system for everybody. And then it becomes a more desirable job for people. In that, so for everybody, and there where it's open to, to everybody. Um, and I think that is a result of the pandemic. Having said that, I don't know if that'll happen. And my gut feeling says it won't. Some of that's inertia. Some of it is, you know, restaurant owners would be paid less. Yeah, right. And consumers will have to pay more. Right. And that's the and, and that's, that's a real problem. It's the thing like who's the restaurant that's going to then raise their prices and go with that model? I mean, there Correct. might be a couple that try, but I think yes. most of them will resist. And I think that right, like sort of greed and economics will drive it in a different direction i would think it's exactly that's uh, right that's sort of that's that's kind of spurred this question is like well because of this and what we've seen will that 
you know, sort of be a permanent change or a, a real impetus and a push in the right direction. What yeah. I think is I don't, the right direction. I don't think so. I think if anything, yeah, see, I don't think so either. I think yeah. if anything, it does the opposite. The incentive, it, there's an incentive for people to like give a nice tip because we're in a hard time and these people are working, working hard and, and that they wouldn't want to limit the upside. Right. But I think the problem there is that it's an incre- that's an incredibly inequitable system. And I think the not enough people feel that way. Yeah, certainly in a lot, you know, I mean, yeah. I think we get a little tunnel vision here in Chicago, Sure, just the nature of the business. But I think you'll just see more people as food prices rise and so forth. It's like, yeah. well, if I'm paying 20 bucks, why would I pay 25? Yes. I'll pay 21. Right. When I think they, that's if right. They, if everybody would just pay 25, we'd be done. Right. I don't think people like paying more. And I don't think they can like, right. I think that's an emotional leap that uh, unless somehow everybody, ha- everybody everywhere had to do it at the same time, like it's going to be exactly it's tough. I think it, exactly that. And that's where, yeah, that was the, for that question where I, and I just see too many other areas where I don't know. I don't think we'll see many changes at all. No, I think that probably there will be, my guess would be there'll be some places and settings where like, you know, mask wearing and keeping a distance from other people will become, will will remain a little bit more the norm. It'll shift. It would be nice. I'd have it no would be nice. That. Certainly, unfortunately, it, like, it won't happen in the places where you most want it, which is <laughs> exactly. on a train well, or on a plane, right? Right, or yeah, or at a restaurant, really. Like, right, and, and to move, put sort of tables this, will move back closer together eventually, yeah. like you know, it'll creep in and slowly, and then yeah. people sort of be resigned. To people that. also like that shit. Like people I, to. Yes. I mean, I remember when I was young too, like thinking like. You know, I don't think I ever went to a bar until I went to college or was playing in them or something like that. But like, I used to think like, especially then with the smoke and stuff like that, I was like, this is the weirdest, like it was like, who would choose to be in this environment? Like I did it for one of two reasons, either because I was playing a gig somewhere or like sometimes in, you know, college or immediately post-college, that's where everybody you knew was. So you had to go. But I mean, I never right. thought it wasn't weird. I was like, who would want to go in this filthy, stinky <laughs> box that's just filled with smoke and is so noisy and you're crammed together and you, you're like, you like, it's the end of the work week and you're going to stand up all night jammed in with these other people. And people loved the most crowded bars were the most popular. People loved right. The crowds and I was uh, I'm still- never understood and I never understood the idea. I want to go out for a drink, so I'm going to go to the place that makes it the most difficult. Yes, to get the beverage. Right. Like and now, like, it's like what are we doing? I because always loved hotel bars. I can't get, get the- a great right. chair, and someone brings you a beverage. I didn't want the drink first of all, so that like I was I was out already. But then mm-hmm. you're there, like, and then you can't get the drink and then people aren't really there for the drink. They're, the other really reason they're there is for the drink or to like, you know, meet people, right. To like, right. Hit, to, you know, whatever they, in the day they would refer to as like hitting on girls or whatever. Sure. And you would like, the singles bar. you couldn't hear anybody or get to anybody anyway. Cause you're jammed in. I was like, this is the worst setting and it's sort of antithetical to the stated goals. And it's just a horrible setting but you know what i'm weird because people love it i'm people i'm on it. your people side can't of this get enough. they're packed into these and they're going to go back yeah. to that because that's what that's the part they like yep exactly whereas you know it's the opposite of what i like it's what i like is more like yeah the way we're doing it now like let's be civilized let's go somewhere quiet we're away from other weirdos and you can sit and hear the people that you're with so that you can actually catch up with them. So when you're meeting up with friends out, you actually get to interact with them as opposed to like standing near them and nodding while it's super noisy. And let's not be jammed in with a bunch of people and have a horrible environment, but that's what people want. Uh, Apparently so. Do you think offices will like a year from now will be, what percentage do you think will 
full? I don't know. I think it depends on the business. Like, I think there's, I don't know how that's going to, I mean, I don't, I don't really know how that's going to shake out. Right. Cause I think there's some, I don't either. There's some economic reasons why it's better to not have an elaborate big office or not have a lot of people, you know, have to pay for a lot of space for a lot of people and all the attendant facilities. But I think there's, Obviously, there's some businesses like a restaurant where the people can't work remotely. Right? Oh, of course. And then there's others where you can. And then when you have to subdivide that into like some companies, I think it probably works just as well with everybody remotely. Some it probably works better if people are there or someone thinks it works better right. one way or the other. Right. Whether or not it really does, so I don't know how that's going to shake out. Like I think it, I think there will be some businesses that scale down, and you don't go back, or you don't go back mandatory five days a week, blah blah blah. Like it's some lesser percentage, and you have a little more. I think it's going to. I think there will be residual flexibility that will remain in a lot of businesses where it'll be a little more. Um, remote work or, or right. your presence will be a little more optional. Right. That seems to me to be a likely outcome. I, I think it's probably tough for some businesses to totally be like, yeah, we're to, to, you know, to totally commit to forever being remote. I just think that some people, the way they run their business, they're going to want to like keep an eye on people and stuff. Exactly. And, and, and we'll find out. I know there've been uh, studies on both ways over the years and it'll all come down to productivity and profit. Yeah. And this is another thing to go back to kind of the earlier theme we talked about where people will look at the results and then say, well, we made a good decision based on results, right? Because they don't know. And what's happens is exactly, Right, your company may end up being profitable for reasons other than whether or not you were on site or off site, right? But they'll, and you can't really separate that out. You're not really going to be able to analyze that. Correct. The chances of you having that be the isolated variable, pretty low. Exactly. Um, so yeah, so some people business will fail, and they're like, "Oh, that's because they made every go everybody go back," or that's because they made everybody be remote, or right. Whatever. I don't know. But I think there will definitely be. I think some people are realizing, like, you didn't really have to be there. I also think that on that stuff, like, it really depends on, like, a lot of things. You can think about it in the abstract, but it depends on the actual humans. Like, you can get a group of people together who will be very responsible and work well remote. Then you can get another group of people doing the same job, right, or even at the same company who will not do it because that's who they are as people. Right, and I've we've both worked in offices where there were absolutely people who weren't working while sitting at their desk. And I office. was one of those people. <laughs> yeah, there are jobs that. Yeah, absolutely. Likewise, it'll be. Um, uh, apologies to uh, <laughs> what's the name Jody Keller. I think when we got those computers at the pill, and you could like set an alert for a sound for an email, and I figured out how to program like a MIDI thing, and I spent probably four full work days programming the X-Files theme to play every time I got an email. Nice. And like the people around me, uh, Deb, what's her name? And Jody Keller, like having to listen to the X-Files <laughs> theme play like a hundred times. <laughs> and, uh, and then me talk on the phone to friends about like ideas for songs and, and stuff like that. Like it had, yeah, that seems, yeah. The old good old cubicle days. Yeah. It had uh, it'll, it'll be, it'll, be fascinating. I, mean, I think people, you know, when people say, "Oh, you can work at home," it's like, well, not everybody's home is is you know set up for that. That's right. For a for a variety of reasons. Yes. And if I had to guess one way or the other, I would say the vast majority are not set up. Right. For people who who work in an office to then be at their home. And right. do this. I mean, it's it's probably getting better and upgrades. Obviously, you know, some of it's the. Yeah, but if you live in an apartment with but, two roommates and you're yeah. all three working at home, that's crazy. That is that is crazy. Or do you want to do it? You have a small apartment. You know, let's say you right. have a one bedroom apartment. Right. It's like, well, now are we making one? You're just in your one room. You know, eight hours a day. Yeah, that's right. Kind of thing. Um. All right. Are you ready for the philosophical question of the show? 
Yeah, Alba, I feel like, again, as usual, I feel like we've touched on a bunch already, but yes, well, yeah, this is the designated know, one. The eggs, precisely. Ready? I'm ready. I'm braced. How much freedom should people have? <laughs> uh, 40%. Oh, that's, that's higher. I was going to go 20. Uh, it's, it's an open, it's a vague open question. Yeah. No doubt about it. Actually, I think... Um, this is a great like college lecture question. Like, this yes. Is yes. I think they should... Uh, there's a there's the the my gut feeling is they should have a vast amount of freedom and there should be some sort of self-policing and understanding that other people have this kind of uh have that freedom as well and then i realize that is a complete in in reality that is a completely absurd way right to think about it. Because Do I get the freedom to limit other out. people's freedom? <laughs> yes, that would be, would be. That's real freedom. That exactly. Um, yeah. Uh, woof. I, yeah. I, 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 I mean, I don't know. I guess I think about it like, <laughs> There's the abstract, right? The answer in the abstract, which is like, sure. yeah, that'd be great. Everybody should have a ton of freedom. But the the reality is, we need to be reined in. We do. We just do. We do. And the I think the real thing is like the thing I think about. I always think about it in terms of the Osmond song, "One Bad Apple." But Ooh. I think the um, I think the reality is right is that one person can spoil it for a lot of people and therefore yeah. it's and it it doesn't work the same in the other direction unfortunately I don't think that the I mean obviously one person can have a massive positive influence too but I just feel like in a lot of situations one bad actor can actually kind of ruin it for everybody um or for a lot more people than one good actor fixes it right like one yes if if you're at a uh, a concert with a thousand people and a, a hundred of them are acting badly it doesn't yeah. matter that a hundred are acting well that doesn't cancel it out right what you Correct. end up is what you end up with is a bad situation that's right right and so i think unfortunately the way those numbers work right you have to sort of solve for that minority case of people behaving badly and so giving them the freedom i don't know i'm not going to down to 10 percent. you've convinced me <laughs> <laughs> i feel like yeah i don't know i mean it's in it this is just and right from a philosophical standpoint sure we should all have an incredible of amount of freedom yes but it just it it there's nothing there's nothing in the history of human nature and human history right for as long as we've been walking this planet that suggests we can be that way that we yeah i mean the, we cannot be rained that it's just I, it's interesting because i think there's a lot of evidence man. right that like as people have supposedly been more liberated although i don't know if we really are or aren't over right time like we're just kind of rectified maybe but like that, that it's good, right? And that it's good for people. And obviously we're talking, when I think about freedom, like I'm not thinking about like versus oppression, right? Correct, I mean, right, right, right. People should not be, she, people should not be restricted and oppressed. The people should, you know, so I'm not talking about like kind of like civil rights movement or things like that, or like people not being enslaved. Likewise. Being enslaved. I'm not talking about that kind of freedom. I'm talking about Likewise. like yeah. sort of um, a lack of regulation, is kind of more what I'm talking about. Right. And I think the, yeah, the problem is like, then you get like people dumping chemicals and people doing horrible uh -huh. things to each other and stuff like that. Like you do need some rules and regulations because people are kind of horrible. People are animals and yeah. literally, and that's how they behave. And like, so if you give them the freedom to act in those ways, 
and what they perceive to be right good actions and the and the and the proper actions right so you remove all speed limits and nobody has to wear a exactly. or a helmet or blah 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 and all that i think stuff they like did that. that on western avenue uh, over the last 10 years if i'm not mistaken yes right yeah well it does i don't think it's great no i don't i am more more even just in general more oversight I have no, I have no problem with I that. Mean, more regulations, right. more like clamping down on stuff. I mean, this is like, yeah, like you think about things like minimum wage and stuff like that. Like, how did right. we do when we didn't have that? How did that go? Yeah, precisely. Yep. Right when you had freedom to pay yeah, as little as you want, or freedom not to wear a mask during a pandemic. Yeah, yeah. how'd that go? Exactly, and that uh, that may be a good place to stop. Okay, may not be. <laughs> well. <laughs> But we can't no, judge no, no. by the result. Exactly <laughs> right. Email us at nickanddugs at gmail.com. We are still not on the social medias. Are you on the social media? Are you back on? I am no. not at all. No. I, you know what? I, I, I looked at somebody sent me a link to something that was on Instagram a couple weeks ago yeah. or whatever. And then I was like, I like scrolled through some stuff for like a minute. And I was like, yeah, I don't miss this. I'm like, this exactly, that was exactly my feeling too. Someone sent me a thing and I looked and there were a couple like, oh, it's, yeah, no. And I, I got out of there as quickly I like to as see possible. a picture of Dua Lipa as much as the next person. But I was like, I don't really need this stuff in my life. It's not like, I definitely Precisely. don't miss it. And I definitely realized immediately like the anxiety it caught. I'm just speaking for myself, obviously. Oh, no, I'm with you. Anxiety causes me not worth the trade-off at this point. Like I'm not, That's right. I don't know if I'll ever really go back to it. That's right. Uh, do you have anything to plug in the meantime? Anything you oh, want to sh- no, shout out not. here? Yeah. Uh, by uh, still, Think Jerky. It's there. It's good for you. There are sticks. ThinkJerky.com. Hey, what are the sticks? Are those different? Are they round like Slim Jims? Is that different yeah, than the That's like, exactly other, what they are. Than the strips? Yes. They are in a little plastic sheaf, one might say. Okay. And Where can uh, I buy them? there's. There's you can get those at thinkjerky.com. Oh, well, I'm definitely sure not buying them. You're bringing some over, but if I was going to yeah, buy them, much. where else would I buy them? Could I buy them? I don't, before? I'm not sure if they're available. I get your local retailer. Okay. I be, I do believe. Do they have because uh, sh- they have your sausage at um, what's it called? Is it Schaefer's Liquors? Yes, they do. Yes, there are also have- hot dog sausage. There's right. But do they, a, they don't have the that's different than the think jerky stuff. Correct. Exactly okay. right. All right. I'll um, look around. Please do. And there's a we have a there's a surprise coming sometime soon. There'll be a surprise stick, and that's all I can say. Oh boy. The last time <laughs> someone said that to me, it didn't go well. <laughs> You're still a little itchy. Remember, kids, don't litter. Be kind to those less fortunate than you. And as always, keep up the good work. And still wash your hands, practice social distancing, wear a freaking mask most of the time. Mm-hmm. Get the damn vaccine. Mm-hmm. Until next time. Goodbye.